you're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm Lauren. And you know how you text your friends and ask them what to wear on the first date, how to respond to a text from your crush, or to weigh in on whether you should post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village and we think you can't date or relate without them. Join our village every week because we're serving you expert guests who are filled with tips and tricks that will take some of the guessing out of the game. And make sure you subscribe and share our pod with your friends so we can help the village grow bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods and don't forget to tell a friend. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. We really want to end 2020 with a bang. Haha. <laughs> so we're asking the age-old question, does size matter? We're really hard-pressed to think of a more asked question in the dating relationship and sex world. And if this question had a clear answer, then it would probably not be so highly discussed, right? Like there would be a clear answer. If there was, we wouldn't be talking about it over and over again. We wouldn't be asking so many questions all the time. People have such polarizing opinions on this, right? Like we'd either be fine with a small peen or like not fine with it. And there would just be no in between. So why can we just not settle on a definitive answer? Is it men or women that keep the debate going? Is it the perception of the opposite sex that keeps the question erect? See what we did there? Can we come up with an answer by the end of this pod? Well, we are really happy to have a very good friend, Rob Evers, back on the pod to bring a candid male perspective. He's really good about keeping it real, and he's going to bring this to the table for our discussion so we can examine if men are self-conscious of their size, what men think women think about penis size, and if we all really think size matters. Rob is an L.A. actor via Philadelphia who has appeared in over 36 TV shows and a few cult movie favorites. He started his professional career at the age of 12 and has trained in schools in Philadelphia, New York, Syracuse, London, and finally Los Angeles, where we became friends with him. Although his fashion is portraying the vision of the written word, Rob is also a huge reality TV enthusiast and is not afraid to admit it to anyone at any time. He prefers dogs over cats and is a proud Gemini, in case you're curious. Holla! He's forever's our friend, no matter what size he is. Welcome back to the show, Rob! Hi, guys! Hi, happy New Year's Eve! Happy New Year's Eve. What are, well, first of all, how the heck are you doing? It's been a while since you've been on our show. So, how oh my God, how long was that? Two years ago? How long ago was that? that okay, well, on? if we want to talk about our chronologically, you and Bo came on the show, and Bo was being super cagey about who he was dating. Yeah. And only <laughs> shortly thereafter did we come to find out it was Stassi. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, that was probably like two years ago. And now, well, here we God, are. no, because they've been. I think they've been together for three years, maybe. So it was like, it was around this time three years ago. Let's just say two years ago, two and a half. It also, 2020 has seemed like a little bit, it's like has seemed a little longer and shorter at the same time. Like some parts of it feel like time has flown and then other parts of it feel like, I I think like March felt like it was like we were in March 40th. (laughs) Now it's like all of a sudden it's 2021. And I, everyone's like, 
super pumped. Oh, it's 2021 new year. So sick of 2020. I'm like, I hate to fucking break it to you all, but it's going to feel the exact same for like a while. I think so. I think it's going to like, I think everything's going to be the same, but the feeling might be different. I think that people might come out of like, you know, Friday and the weekend and being kind of like coming out of cold water, be like, all right, things are cleared off. I mean, LA even had a thunderstorm and a rain, like a huge rain shower. It's almost like LA was cleaning itself off for the end of the year. Ooh, I'm kind of into that. I actually feel the same way about like the energy changing, Rob, because also people are now starting to get the vaccine. They are, you know, on the end of the holidays coming out from under all of the stress or whatever feelings they may have had. And I do think that like something about the new year and maybe even the new president will be refreshing for people to sort of resurface their energy in a different way. Yeah. Energy is a huge thing. And when everybody comes together and, you know, has the same jubilant, like, optimism, I think that's going to be a big thing for 2021. I mean, obviously, you know, things aren't going to change. We're in lockdown again until January 16th. You know, things are going to be the same as far as putting a mask on and when you can go to a store and who you can touch and who you can, you know, getting tested and all that other stuff. But I think the energy is going to be different. Yeah. Speaking of touching, are you single, taken, or it's complicated? I am perpetually single. Why do you say that? You know, I was... Talking with somebody the other day, I think every single one of my friends, you guys, we've been friends for a long time, right? The longest. And I think I've, Jen's even said to me before, like, you're always in a relationship. And it's like, no, um, I don't feel like I am always in a relationship. I feel like I get in a relationship for like maybe four, five, six months. The longest relationship I've ever been in is two years and I'm 44. And there's been like maybe six girlfriends but I feel like, I don't know, I just, I, I'm in that relationship for a little bit and then I get out of it and then I'm single for a while. And then it takes somebody, you know, to kind of knock me off my feet to get me back into it. But when I say perpetually, I mean, like, I haven't had like that long-term, long, long-term relationship where I could possibly get on a knee. Well, do you think that that's a you thing or now do you think it's a COVID thing? What's the reason for you being perpetually single, Rob? Um, I think it's a me thing. I'm starting to wonder, like, if I'm good at it, if I'm good at being in a relationship, I don't know. I'm, this COVID's got me really thinking about what's important. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think if I was in a relationship during the COVID, I don't know how that would have gone. Does that make sense? I know like when you have like your special somebody, it works. But like, I like the fact that I could watch as many reality TV shows as I want in a row and wake up at 11 and go to bed at three or wake up at seven and go to bed at six. And I hear you on that. But do you feel like you in the past relationships you've been in, like that maybe wasn't allowed or like, because I wouldn't care if my partner did that. I mean, I guess if I needed help with something or we had something to do or whatever, then I guess it would be a problem if like he was going to bed super late and waking up super late and like not involving himself in like activities with me ever. But like, for the most part, I wouldn't really care if I think it was more of the fact that like, I didn't have to uh, look when I'm in a relationship, I give all of myself to that person all, always. Right. And uh, you guys could probably attest for that. You see when I'm in a relationship, like I I'm with that person, you know, and whether it's financially or emotionally or whatever, I, I give everything to them. And I think especially during a time like this, 
where we all have to kind of like figure out our own selves. I think it was like, I didn't have that responsibility of having to worry about somebody else or take care of somebody else or emotionally be there or even have whatever reaction they had to this pandemic. You know, it was all I had to worry about was me. Yeah, I guess that's like an added layer to also manage somebody else's emotions during a time like this where emotions are kind of like a roller coaster because they sort of go with the unexpected, you know, changes that this pandemic has made. Some days it's okay. Now there's more cases. Now there's not. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Go to a restaurant. Don't go to a restaurant. It's like, it's a lot to even manage for yourself. Right. Also throw on like whether somebody's employed or not or loses their job because that happens. And then we are, you know, hearing about all these different changes in unemployment and the benefits that people are receiving or not receiving. And and those things are real. Those are real struggles that you have to face when you're in a relationship with somebody else because they are living their lives at the same time you are and experiencing things completely differently, most likely because you're different people. But I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense that you've sort of avoided having to deal with any of that. And it's been nice from what it sounds like. And this year has been hard enough. So to take that off the table where you would have to potentially give more of yourself to somebody else when you might not have that to give, I think was smart not to go down that path and also good to realize that that is something that made you happier this year, potentially. Yeah. And, and you know, Everybody that I know is in, that is is in a relationship. They're happy with the person. That's why they're in the relationship. I don't have any friends that are like, "Fuck that person," or "What am I doing with this person?" You know, they they're very happy. But they're you know, guys are guys and girls are girls, and we're different. And or you know, people in in general are different. And you're going to have different reactions to different things. The people that I know that are like surviving COVID and not wanting to kill each other are people that like they're still doing their jobs and one goes to one side of the house and does their thing and the other goes to the other side of the house and does their thing and they still have a normal you know day schedule where then they come at come together at night and then they're together it's the people that have nothing to do that lost their jobs that you know they're in an apartment or whatever and just don't have anything to move them forward throughout the day those are the ones that are fucking losing their minds And do you think that that's, and that's understandable, I guess, but for so many potential possibilities, like maybe it's not great if you lose your sort of sense of purpose or any sort of motivation um, for your own self. And then that kind of reflects into the relationship. Like maybe you're giving up in the relationship too, or maybe you're just not as excited about things or you just get in a rut and then that affects your relationship or do you think that people are just need time apart or both? Like, is it uh, not healthy for a couple to be around each other? Like 24 seven, they need absence makes the heart grow fonder, all of that kind of a thing. What do you think it's one or the other? Or do you think it's both? I think it's like everybody, you know, there's the old adage that like, you can't love anybody until you love yourself. And when people lose some sort of purpose in life, or they lose some sort of goal that they can get to, or, or just something where it makes them feel like they're they're moving forward in their own lives. I think that's going to really reflect back on on them and then how they see themselves, and then put that coupled to somebody else who is going through their own shit. Also, as far as this goes, I think it, it you know it's it's a it's a it's a you know it could be a dangerous cocktail, but I guess to each their own. Well, okay. So now that we're talking about men and women, which we're always talking about men and women, what do you think? 
is the difference between a man going through that and a woman. Like, why is it that men cannot multitask when they feel a little bit down and out about their career, whereas a woman doesn't necessarily have that? Or have you seen the opposite of what I'm saying? Like, have you ever felt like you weren't prepared to be in a relationship or it was a bad time for you because you were either working on something career-wise or it, you know, you wanted to be able to provide, but maybe couldn't, or you're between jobs, or you were down. Maybe Absolutely. Because- like, like I said, at the beginning of this, like, I'm one of the reasons why I'm happy that I was alone during this is because, you know, I don't know where I'm, I, look, I, if, if I was with somebody, if I still had the girlfriend that I had at the beginning of this um, uh, lockdown and whatnot, I would be putting out because I know me, I know me personally, I, I would insist on paying for everything. I would insist on and on you know give you know if we're doing takeout if we're going grocery shopping we're doing everything like i i just it's the way i was raised i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just saying it was the way i was raised so i know that i'd be putting out double but then i'd be feeling insecure because i'm not bringing in double that's another reason why i like i'm not searching for it. people have tried during covid to introduce me to people and i'm like no 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 i don't not right now it's not first of all there's a pandemic i'm not meeting anybody new but also like i just I need to get my shit together, get my feet back on the ground, and then I can go out and meet somebody. Yeah, see, I do think that that makes sense. And I do think you're, you're bringing up the, like, you quoting you, archaic idea that men need to be the providers. I, I honestly, yes, that comes from, you know, back in the day and the way things worked in the old-timey times, if you will, and it's sort of carried over in today. But it's there for a reason, and I think, like, Women feel now, listen, we're saying here on this podcast, like this isn't everybody for the most part. I do think a lot of men think that way, Rob. And I do think a lot of women think like it's okay to not have their shit together. They're going to, you know, maybe meet somebody. And if that some, if that person is, you know, well off enough to maybe potentially provide for them if need be, and they, let's say, got pregnant and had a baby and decided to stay home, or that's what worked for them, or they wanted to do, that they would be taken care of potentially. I think that there are uh, more women than men that think that. So there are these gender roles that we all still live in. And I think that that is probably why you're bringing up what you're bringing now up to the table, Rob, because that's what men I think a lot of men think that. I don't think that means it's archaic or weird. I mean, I I kind of agree. Look, if if I if like some of the people that I was potentially going to meet are very successful and have their own careers and everything, but and that's great. But then I would I would feel like, well, I need to be at least equal, you know, like I need to be bringing into this relationship also, and not that I that it's not okay to not have a job as a male and not just make food or whatever. But it's like, I I personally am like, let me just at least bring to the table what you're bringing to the table. Well, that's fair. I think that that's what everyone should feel regardless, like that no one should have expectations that one person does more than the other. And again, this is like a new age thought versus how we were all raised because our parents only did what they could with what they had. And at that time, gender roles were different. So they were not, you know, in this space and time where everyone can have a job and hopefully be paid equally at this point. We're still unsure about that. But I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's fair of you to want to do that versus going into something as what you don't feel is whole. And then being a certain way in the relationship where it might affect somebody else altogether. And actually, 
you know, we did have you on our virtual happy hour to meet some singles and there was somebody that was interested in you and you did not move forward with that. I think probably for these very reasons. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm the kind of person that I need to have both feet on the ground, head straight. I know what I'm doing. I'm happy with myself right now, which is, you know, ironically or whatever it is, the, the most important thing. And that's, I, I definitely haven't been, I've been working on that a lot over this quarantine. And I think that's what I'm getting over, like getting the most out of this quarantine. It's just, you have nothing, no other choice, but to like be by yourself and, and work on yourself. That's a great you know? thing too. And, and I think that it's good that you took that time to say, you know what, not right now. You didn't get caught up in the fact that like someone wanted to set you up with maybe some hot, successful woman, like that could be exciting to some people. They could ignore some of the things that they shouldn't ignore. Like, yeah, like that could be fun. I'm lonely. Like if I meet this person and it works out, I'll have someone to be with and this could end up being the thing. And like, you're ignoring the fact that maybe it's not the right time for you. You don't feel great about yourself, whatever these things are that you're thinking of. And then you get into this relationship and those things resurface once all of the excitement dies down. That's great that you thought of them beforehand you're conscious about what's going on with you in order to move forward with someone else like those are things that people need to do and again like you said right now there is no better time than right now to be doing that and and I'm 44 you know I'm not 34 and I'm not in my late 20s where it's like I can take this experience and if it goes to shit I can learn from it you know it's like now I'm at the age where I gotta I gotta step up and man up and this next person that I'm with I hope that's it you know, I don't want to be, like I say, perpetually single in my 50s. I don't want to be coming back as a guest on your show and being like, yep, still single, still here because I keep making bad choices. We want that for you too. I think that is the goal is to end up with somebody if that is something you're interested in. And some people are happy being, you know, perpetually single, if you will, and more comfortable potentially being alone as they get older because they're more used to it. They like themselves. They actually find that they like other people less. I sometimes wonder about me. I'm like, I really don't want someone ruining my vibe. Like I've got a good thing going. Similarly to what you said, that you could watch all the reality TV in the world and no one can stop you. And there's no compromise about that. And you can do whatever you want whenever you want it. And I I feel similarly, although I do hope that whoever my person is, will be my best friend in some way, you know, their own way, not the like other, like the female best friend version, but they'll be the person I do sex with and also might have fun watching TV shows with. But do you, do you, let me ask you a question then, Jen, do you feel like you're getting more comfortable being alone as you get older? Or are you getting like, are you're not getting more desperate as you get older? Right. Cause I feel like we have a, we have a, a pocket of friends that I can, I watch get more desperate as they get older. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and no, settling, I, I there's a settling thing that starts coming along. And then there's, I've had, I've had many of a friend tell me, you know, you had your fun, Rob. Now it's time to, you know, find practicality. It's time to settle. Like, I'm no, never no. going to do that. That's never going <laughs> to happen. No. So I really like being with myself. I have like so much fun hanging out with me. And it's not that like I want to settle and I don't think that I, I would, and I'm not there yet. So if there are people that are there that we know, I'm sad for them. And you, I'm glad, are not taking the advice of people that say you should do that. I think that I am pickier because I know myself so well. So it's not picky in like a superficial way, but just like our episode where we talked about the 36 reasons I'm single, it's that I know myself so well that 
whoever this person is that comes into my life needs to be additive and enhance my life versus just be a seat filler. Because to me, it's actually more uncomfortable to have somebody in that role. And like, I've got girlfriends that have said like, well, you just need a sex partner or like somebody to like hang out with during quarantine. I'm like, I actually don't because they make me uncomfortable. Stranger danger. Like, I don't want to tiptoe around somebody. I don't want their stuff in my space unless I really like them. So I wouldn't settle because to me, that would be worse than being single. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, sorry, sorry, mom, because I know my mom will listen to this, but like I've had plenty of uh, relations in my life, right? <laughs> I've, uh, I've explored that side of my life a lot and I don't need to go and just have somebody to do that with anymore. You know what I mean? Like now, if I do that, it's got to be an emotional thing. It, it does. Well, I think, I think that. I agree with both of you what, with what you're saying, but I could just take the other side, the other perspective and say, well, those people who are offering that advice to you, like you just need someone to have sex with or just someone to quarantine with, that might be what that person is fine for that person. If that makes you uncomfortable or Rob, you're looking for maybe having a sexual relationship that's also connected to emotion, like somebody else just might be okay with like, well, right now for the next couple months, I just want to have like sex and no emotion, or I just want a quarantine partner. And when this is over, then I want to get into a relationship. Like that could just be what makes them comfortable. We have to also come into play that like, these are people's opinions. And this is a very like opinionated realm, right? Yeah. Like uh, people like tall people, some people like short people, some people like what would be settling for me isn't settling for someone else or vice versa. Like if I look at a girl some girl, what might make a woman happy is to be like, marry a rich dude that she doesn't necessarily love having sex with or isn't so, so attracted to, but like that doesn't matter to her. She wants to feel safe and secure financially. And that's what gets her going. For me, I could never do that. I couldn't be with somebody that I wasn't like passionately in love with, no matter what their financial status is. And I know that makes it sound like I'm the better person than this other said individual I'm bringing up, but I, it's not, that's just me personally. Like there's nothing wrong with someone who wants to feel safe in like a nice big house and doesn't need to feel so passionately in love. Like, right. I, I mean, I used to, I used to say that if like, if, if the meteor was coming down to strike the earth tomorrow and we all knew we had, you know, 48 hours to live, the two things that I would regret is not being a father and a husband. I think I've done everything else in my life that I've ever set out or wanted to do. Now, definitely, I still want to be a father. That's something I definitely still want to do. Husband, I mean, if I get married when I'm in my 70s and I find that, you know, that's fine. I would love it. I think that would be great. But it's not something I would regret not doing. Yeah, and you can be a uh... A father you don't have to be a husband right. to be a father right so well so you know how you become a father you have to have relations as you mentioned and we here are talking today about whether we feel that size matters so don't know the last time you did the deed wow that was a that was a smooth transition jen smooth thank you we will not get away from this we must discuss this and end the year with a bang so Given that you own a peen yeah. and it's attached to you, have you felt or wondered or considered that size matters? Do you even think it's a thing? It's like asking somebody else if food tastes good. I don't have your taste buds. I don't have your... Okay, we're going to, for all intents and purposes of this show, we're going to say that Rob's penis is 
regular size. It's just totally fine for anybody's preferences. It's big-ish, if you will. How about that? <laughs> Let me. I'll just say that um, my father had bright blue eyes, and I was really pissed that I didn't get his bright blue eyes, but I am grateful for his other genetics. Interesting. Okay, I love that. That's a really lovely way of putting it. Also, I would like to say that while, Rob, you might be objective about you know, the size matters subject. Men do measure it. It's a Men thing. do measure it because we, we get fed the information of that size matters, right? So if that was never something given to us, there wouldn't be something that was in our brain. But here's what I'll say about the size matters. I honestly have been told that anything that happens inside isn't relative to what's happened. So everything that's on the outside, that's what matters. You mean like of the vagina? Yeah. Okay. So like the size is determined by what is going on inside that woman. So I know we all three of us have personal friends who have a fetish for bigger men, right? Like bodybuilders and all that other stuff. And yeah. they can't take the bigger man below the belt because of the size of what's going on down for her, right? Yeah. So that's not that's not comfortable for her, right? Right. right. But the, the, it's all the same organs going on on the outside. So like, my opinion is this, it depends on the person. If they can take bigger, then great. If, then, if not, doesn't it hurt? Well, yeah, that, so that's what I would say. Like, I think that it's a personal preference. Because we're just sticking it anywhere. We're we're putting it wherever you guys allow us to. So like, like we don't, we're like, this is what I got. And if you're like, no, 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 no. Or like, yeah, come on in. You can fit. It's cool. It's like going into a parking space. No, you're, you're driving a, an explorer. You probably don't want to go into that spot. A million percent. I think that's such a good analogy. And that is totally from a woman's perspective, or at least mine, I agree. But do you feel like as a man, like, all right. Uh, let's just say, okay, fine, Rob, you have a big dick. Right. And you're like, I, uh, is that something that you are like, yeah, it's because size matters. It works both ways. Like you could either be self-conscious because you're too small or like think your shit doesn't stink because you're, you're big. If size didn't matter, you wouldn't even think about it. So do you even as a dude think like, yeah, when we get down to like the deed, she's going to be super pumped to see what I have down here because I've been fed this thing that size matters. And I just said that I'm really happy with my genetics. So like, does your larger penis make you feel confident? Yes. If it does, yes. then size yes. matters. When, I, when, I, when I'm with somebody, I, I'm confident. So imagine, I mean, if you were smaller, do you think you would feel the reverse? Or do you think the confidence is just like, you're a confident dude, you're a good looking guy, you don't have a problem with the women with women. So like, maybe you wouldn't even really care about that. Or do you think if you had a smaller dick, you'd be like, Ooh, you feel a little like nervous about like exposing it, having it touched like all of it. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if yeah. yeah, if that was the case, and I probably would have insecurities about it. But somebody would have had it told me that. That like it was smaller or would you, I mean, I guess going back to the anatomy conversation, maybe it is something that you find out when doing it. Or I guess like many a guy and girls watch porn. So I think there's comparison there as well, where you can just deduce mine is smaller than that. So maybe mine won't achieve the same things that I'm seeing. I, I think it goes along with everything else with like size as far as men go, because I mean, what's, you know, with all the memes and everything going on, you know, on Instagram now, it's like girls with, on the dating apps and stuff, they're like, they ask your size, right? They ask how tall you are. 
Oh, right. right? Yeah. So like if you're a smaller dude, you're going to be insecure when you walk into a room because you've been told that, that you should be insecure. I guess it's it, it's all just perspective is what it comes down to. I mean, what, what do you guys like? I'm going to turn it around on you. What do you like? I mean, this is the thing. If your penis is too big, like I'm all like, no, thank you. That does not seem like it's going to feel good. Also, if we're talking about anatomy, we've had some, you know, sex sports on our show. And I can personally say I agree. Like, you know, orgasms for women are usually like based on stimulating the clitoris. So that is like on the outside of the vagina. Let's just talk about the like anatomy here, like very candidly, like that's not really affected by size. It's just not. Let me ask, like, you, let me ask you about this then. <laughs> I'm going to turn this all around on you guys. I'm not letting my mom listen to this, by the way, at all. So <laughs> what about like when you guys have like dildos and stuff how do you know what size to buy is it like buying a shoe <laughs> um i think there are different sizes i mean no, i know there's different sizes but i'm saying like yeah. there's a difference between buying like the rabbit or whatever it is that just vibrates right but then right, there's yeah. like different actual sizes of the dildo do you, you you have to buy it based on like your size right just like you would just no. like you would a shoe well, I think that is, again, like we're saying, it is perspective and it is like preference because if somebody's into that, then like if they're into dating that kind of guy or doing sex with that kind of guy, they'd probably want a representative dildo of whatever their tastes are and what they're comfortable with. So I do think like that's sort of the through line is that it is whatever works for you. But at the same time, like when we're thinking about size, like do you guys research what to do with maybe a smaller vagina? Or if somebody, if you have like a larger peen area, or if you have a smaller one, like do guys look up like, all right, how am I going to make this work? Like, are you guys into research or is porn your research? Or do you guys just listen to our podcast for all of your information? Or talk to each other. Right. I don't think I've ever had a conversation about with somebody else about any of my guy friends ever in my life about what happened when they had sex with somebody about their dick size ever. So I, I think it's just like we get to the fucking we get into the game and then we see what happens in the game. It comes down to that night where you're doing it and then the girl will tell you like, you know, you're you're hitting stuff or, you know, or whatever the, the situation is for that person. And then you deal with it in, in that in that moment, I guess. So in the moment, are you comfortable if a girl is like, um, I actually, you know, you're too big, Rob. Ow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to adjust. Ow. Um, but so like at that point, do you feel comfortable with her saying that? Are you insulted? It's like, of course you, you have like a, a machismo moment where you're like, yeah, of course it is, you know, but like you also feel bad that it's not feeling good for the other person. But imagine if your dick was too small and some girl was like, um, I can't feel that because your dick's too small. Like, you wouldn't say that. It's like when someone walks into a room and you go, holy shit, Rob, you look great. Did you lose weight? If you gained weight, I wouldn't go, holy shit, Rob, you gained weight. What happened? He would probably not be as comfortable vocally saying something about someone's size if it was related to the negative size, like you're fat or you're too small. Right. You would say it more like, wow, you look great. Are you working out? You lost weight. Or, yeah, you know, that hurts. You're too big. Like, because I think we're going back to this. It's just the question, does size matter? It does. Because even if it's for a bad thing, if if you're bigger and it's causing a 
like a not pleasurable feeling, like it's the what weighs what weighs over the pleasure, even if it's for only one second, is yeah, my dick's. Well, let me let me mm -hmm. now let's go back to anatomy and and let me ask you guys questions about that again because I definitely slept through this class in seventh grade. (laughs) Isn't there a whole nother stimulus inside? Yeah, the G spot, Rob. Do you know about this? Well, of course, I, I'm kidding. But yes, of course I do. I'm going to call your mom and tell her that you have not found the G spot yet. No, but <laughs> oh that's my the thing God, is that no. like, all right, so I feel like I know where that is. because if, But if somebody's smaller, they might not. I feel like I've found it and I know how to get to it, right? But somebody who's smaller might not have had that experience before. So that might be also where size matters. Well, yes, it might be, but then that guy needs to get good at figuring out how to stimulate things on the outside because if that guy can't find the G-spot because he has a small peen, he needs to work on figuring out how to get good at other things like maybe oral sex or other stimulating factors here. Because but how does he know that because he's not inside and nobody's telling him anything? Right, exactly. And that, hey, that could be part of the reason why maybe size does matter because men who have a smaller dick might not be getting instructions because people are afraid to offend them by pointing out the fact that their penis is I think is that's small, what so it all comes down to, Lauren, is, yeah, that, exactly. is that it's up to you guys to instruct us where it is that we are in, in the game. Wait, but okay, so now that's going back to my question. So like when I was joking about someone, you know, saying, oh, so big, you know, how would you prefer somebody address something in the bedroom if they want it to be different? We don't want to come out and be like, um, this sucks, do better, obviously. So what would be a way you would want us to tell you without bruising your ego, but also being constructive so everybody's happy? You know, maybe it's less of like, this sucks and more of, you know, acknowledge the positive. So maybe you tell them, let's focus on oral sex for a little while. Or I like it when you stimulate me on the outside while you're on the inside. Or yeah, like maybe if a girl's saying to you, or a guy, whatever you want, I like when you do this. And like, you move them that way. Instead of yeah, instead of like, you suck at this, maybe it's like, you're really good at this, or let's try doing this more positive reinforcement. Yeah, I had um, a therapist one time give me a great tip. She said, sometimes if you're not like really, I don't even know why we're on the subject, but she was talking about sex and, um, and different types of like how, how to keep it fresh. And like, sometimes you don't have like an hour to like have sex and you just want to like, you know, make sure everyone's being pleased in the relationship. So even if, if let's just say you have like a quickie, right? Like, it's not pleasuring the woman. It's just you're there and you, you know, but your, your point is, is to pleasure your partner, right? You would then tell them after the fact, like, Hey, I like I like it when you do that. That's kind of fun sometimes to encourage that to happen. If you are, so you don't have to like fake your way through it. You know what I mean? But if that's what you're trying to do to like keep things fresh or to keep someone encouraged and you can put it into any situation, but you would say like after the fact too, like I like when you did that or, you know, because then next time they'll do that the same way instead of in the moment. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, and it also comes down to whether or not this is like, you know, one night stand shit, or if you like have an emotional attachment to this person, then you're going to help them find stuff to do better true true because then there's like more of a learning curve yeah 
Well, and you're more invested because you want to do this long term, potentially. So you want to guide each other in a way that will make you feel good. Yeah. Okay. The size matter question also works on both ends. I think like, you know, like we talked about, if a guy has too big of a dick, that could be a bad thing. (laughs) But, you know, speaking of the anatomy of a woman, like from a guy's perspective. Right. Okay. Have you noticed? Yes. Absolutely. If a a woman (laughs) has admitted to being very sexually active, right? Like, she has no problem and this is not shaming anybody i'm just saying let's say she's like somehow it's known to you or her or whatever for whatever reason she has had a lot of sex have you ever been in a situation where that is the case and the vagina feels pretty loose i mean i don't know if it's based on how many sexual partners they've had i don't know if that's a real thing i don't either i don't think it is but okay, fine. Have you had sex? Absolutely. With a girl where you're There's like, definitely you been people that like you're like, you know, you can tell when it's tighter and when it's not. What, what the fuck? So what is that like? Is that weird? Like you, you, I mean, if you are you and you have a larger penis and you get in there and you're like, why does this feel so? Like, does it feel different? Why is it so does it, spacious? Does it feel like weird? Does it feel less good? Like, be real. Well, right? listen, we grow as young boys, right? We grow up exploring ourselves in a certain way, and we have a grip on what we like and don't like. That was a really good choice of words, Rob. Thank you. So we know what feels good to us, right? So if that is looser than what we're used to or what we like, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to not feel as good, right? But the right. thing, with, the thing with, with our anatomy is basically like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the 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 more you're involved in the actual instrument, the better. Yeah, but so then, what do you do in that instance? Do you then like? Yeah, like how do you make your thought? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you sometimes there's positions that make it feel that there are different for both. I mean, obviously, you guys know that it feels different in different positions, right? Yeah. Right. So that feels if somebody flips you over real quick, it's that's a pretty good sign. Right. But how do you, how do you like the girl's vagina is not feeling great? Like, and what if it's just not gonna, you cannot climax, like it's not going to happen. Like what, have you ever had to be like, Oh, you know, you blame it on yourself. Like it's just me. I'm nervous. Like, yeah, what, you blame it on you... nervous. You blame it on drinking, you know, and then but it's not or... the reason sometimes it just doesn't feel good. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like anything. Shut it. It's been that loose before where you don't even feel like anything, I mean, Rob? You, like you, you feel like something, but it's not anything to like. Oh, no. Like it's not enough. And I think that that's fair. And that's how we sometimes feel too. And then, and then you have to, you know, and then it's, you know, well, let's go back to the, the other stuff we were doing. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's fair. I think sometimes too, though, it's similar for us where we're like, this is not cutting it. Like, why don't you just, you know, yeah, do the thing, get it done and let's go back to Netflix. But I I think that's fair and it it does work both ways. And we appreciate that you are being as candid as you are and our parents might be listening as well. So hello to you guys. This is an age old question and you know what? No time like the present to ask it as we end this heinous 2020 year and move into 2021 and we have to start communicating better and we have to get to the bottom of things and make everybody 
feel great. So why not bring pleasure to the forefront and really spell it all out for everyone? Yeah. I think we all need to, you know, communicate better and sex is tricky and emotional and, you know, size is something that you can't really like fix or change. So you just got to get creative and get like good with, you know, feeling good about yourself and feeling confident. If you're lacking in one area, it doesn't have to be size. It could be anything like, you know, highlight your best qualities, offer those to whoever you want to be in a relationship with, feel good about yourself. But like, at the end of the day, do we all think size matters? Like we talked about it. There's women's perspective, men's perspective, things you can't change, things you can. I'm going to vote that it does. I and, and it's funny because I personally don't need a big, massive penis. It's not like I don't, that's not what I look for. That's not what I like. I don't, it just needs to be something. And then there's other ways to stimulate, I think. But like, I think generally size does matter. There's just too many social, like, I don't know, idioms and sayings and like things about it that may, that it makes it impossible for it not to matter. I think that people are going to fit wherever they fit. And I think it, whether it's emotionally or personality wise or whatever. So you're going to have to take everything into consideration when you pick your person. You know, if it's somebody that you fit with personality wise and emotionally wise, and then maybe the other stuff doesn't fit, then you work it out. Then you come up with stuff that makes both of you happy, you know, but if that's your biggest problem, then you guys are good to go. When it's the other shit that doesn't fit, then you have a, a problem. So you don't think size really matters? I think the other stuff matters and you can figure out when it comes to uh, the sex stuff, you can figure out ways to make each other happy, I think. I think that's really well said and lovely that that's coming from you where both Lauren and I are like, size matters. So I actually feel like a combo effect. I feel size does matter just because of everything we said about anatomy and that things don't always work the way that like they do with everyone. That's why they say some people are a good fit and that is literally an anatomical thing. So I think that there's, you know, a peg to go in every hole and... (laughs) And then, you know, you figure out the rest, like you're saying, Rob, if it's somebody you really connect with and want to make it work and you find solutions, like you said too, Lauren, that like, if you're not uh, the biggest then you figure it out in other ways. And I think also that there's size of personalities that matter, there's size of emotions that matter and sort of kind of coming full circle, like what you said, Rob, at the beginning, like maybe where you're at right now is a certain size and it doesn't fit with somebody who might want a relationship right now. And it's just a matter of lining up what works for everybody and also communicating about it. And then you make it work. That's right. Make it work. Okay. Well, speaking of making it work before we go, what is everyone's dating or relationship resolutions for 2021? Rob? Why why do I have to go first? You guys go first. You're the guest. Fine. Jen? Fine. (laughs) I knew I was next. Okay. Well, my uh, dating and relationship resolution for 2021 is to continue on my path to finding the one who fits for me and not settling for any less because I am not interested in having a seat filler or a plus one that doesn't bring me actual joy and enhance my life. My life's pretty good as is. So if I'm going to bring someone in, especially after reflecting on this year and things that you 
come across that are difficult. I want somebody who is a partner and going to ride through those things with me, help find solutions, help keep me afloat. I'll keep them afloat. We'll support each other and hopefully enjoy our lives together. And has a big penis. <laughs> Obviously, it has a peen that fits perfectly inside my vajay. Tiny, tiny vagina. Yeah, well, it hasn't been used lately, so it probably is. <laughs> okay, Rob? Uh, same as Jen. But <laughs> You have a tiny vajay? You no, know, have, have you guys heard uh, of, you know, Taoism, right? Where it's yes. basically like, you know, you're, you're floating down a river of life and you kind of just take it as it goes. And if you try to swim up current, you're going to drown. If you try to hold on to anything that's happening that's stationary, you'll drown. So you just kick your feet up and you go down river. That's where I'm at right now. I'm just going down river. And if I come across somebody who's going the same direction I am and we're paddling the same way and enjoying each other's company, then I am more than welcoming to that person. If that doesn't happen, then I'm just going to keep going down the river. That's my goal for 2021. Well, that sounds beautiful. My goals are so not as like esoteric and dreamy as either of yours. They're really, and it's going to be hard to do, but like, I kind of want to take time to have like a date night with, you know, James and like make a point to go do something like that at least once a week or like maybe once a week or maybe once every two weeks or something. But it's going to be hard to do that when everything's closed down. I mean, I guess we can get creative, but, or we can do something at home. But I think that's my goal is just to like, you know, I just had a baby and like you lose focus of things like that when you're in something like so life changing and something that takes like all of your time. So now that like the baby's a little older and there's like a little more of a schedule, I would like to go back and focus on, you know, more of the like alone adult. Yeah, time. you guys can, you know, set up little dates around around the house. Just do like Italy in the kitchen, France in the backyard. You're being so creative. See, men can do this. So I think that you are going to have so many fun dates. And if not, Rob will come. Yeah, I'll set it up. I'll be your pretend waiter in every in every country. Oh, that's so great. I love that. (laughs) Well, Rob, thank you so much. Um, It was so awesome to have your perspective. We loved having you back on again. And please remind everyone where they can find you on the socials because this guy posts some funny memes, everyone. I literally, I laugh every time you post a story of just funny meme after funny meme. And in a time like this, there's nothing better than like putting a smile on your face. So if you want to follow Rob, where can they find you? At Forever's Evers. My last name is E-V-O-R-S. So Forever's Evers. But thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. It's, you know, it's fun to make people smile. I laugh all the time. And it's you're real good at curating some story content. So thank you for that. And thank you for your honesty about this very large subject. (laughs) Everyone, don't forget to tune in next week for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with singer Benjamin Hay, aka the captain for a juicy follow up interview. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at complicated show. And it's complicated wherever you get your podcast. Rate, comment, tell a friend. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. We'll be back next week. Love you long time. You're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now it's complicated. <laughs>